Good morning. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, June 27th, and today we are reading in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 160 in the chapter How It Works, that first paragraph. Today's readers are, and thanks for your service, John K, Gina R, Rocky I, Joanne L, and Deb K. The code for this morning's 10 a.m. meeting is 10089. I'm sorry, this morning's 7 a.m. meeting is 10091. For this morning, 7 a.m., 10091. And for this morning's 10 a.m., Sorry, yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting, oh, 10089, yesterday, June 26, 10089. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Joanne L. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Joanne. Good morning, Amy. Thank you very much for your service. Good morning, everybody. Joanne L. from Rhode Island. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of characters. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you so much, Joanne. I'm now going to ask Deb Kay to go ahead and read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Deb. Good morning, and thank you. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, I apologize, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, never reminding, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks, Deb Kay. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. For done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book and the chapter How It Works on page 60. In that first paragraph, many of us explain, and I'm going to go ahead and ask John Kay to get us Go ahead, John. Okay, thanks, Amy. Uh, my name is John Kiernan, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. Um, many of us exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is, we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. 
and see that God could and would if he were sought. Wow, what an order. I can't go through with it. You know, um, I could say I didn't have that feeling when I first came into OA because I was one of those lucky people who got that pink cloud uh, recovery when I first started, and it was super easy. But once I went into relapse, boy, did I deal with this. Um, you know, I never, uh, you know, acknowledged to myself, I think, oh, what an order I can't go through with it. I just didn't want to follow the directions mentioned here, the steps and the things that were mentioned a little earlier in the chapter. You know, things like willing to go to any length with complete abandon. You know, I, uh, you know, I did program with half measures expecting a full measure result, you know, and it just doesn't work that way. You know, I was constantly looking for that easier, softer way, even within OA, you know, in other words, still trying to get back that easy access, not want to admit I had to do the work now, you know, and, uh, I wanted the recovery other people had, and I didn't want to do the work they did. It, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, the other thing is I was a master of using the program to justify my slipping and relapsing. And in particular, I bastardized one phrase here a lot. I'd say, oh, well, you know, I slipped again. Progress and a perfection. Well, wrong. It doesn't say progress, not perfection. It says spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. And, uh, you know, there isn't you know, any, oh, well, you keep drinking and still steps in, in my other program. I, I know what it comes down to is when I look back, I just wasn't surrendering totally to the process. Now, and if you look at these ABCs here at the end of the step, they're really just a restatement of the first three steps. Now, a, I didn't want to admit to myself I couldn't manage my own life. I thought I could manage it to help of OA, you know, mainly the OA I was going to at the time, which was a lot of group therapy meetings, going to meetings just so I could talk about myself. That's what I thought OA was. B, I didn't want to admit that I needed help from something outside myself, especially one connected with a higher power. And C, you know, I, I never could get to see that God could and would because first I, I would have to try and seek them, which I hadn't done. And, you know, I come to see today, you know, as an overeater, I love cafeterias. Who doesn't, right? But I understand that the recovery can't be on a cafeteria plan, you know. I, I love the phrase, take what you want and leave the rest, when it's applied to what people say at meetings. But I was trying to do take what you want and leave the rest with program, and it just doesn't work. And it wasn't until I got the ABCs in the inner core of my soul that recovery started to take hold. And once it did, as it, it says in that next paragraph, you know, I was at step three. So uh, thanks for letting me share my path. Thank you, John K., so much. Okay, so who would like to share on what was read? Please chime Gina in. Gina R. Ginger C. Ginger C. Anybody else? Don't be shy. All right. We're Leah going to get... C.D. Uh, Leah, did you say? Leah, L-I-A-T. Leah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go with Gina R., Ginger C., and Leah G. Go ahead, Gina. Thank you so much, Amy, for your service and everybody on the line. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, calling from Colorado. 
I want to focus on uh, we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And I want to relate an experience I had many, many years ago before I was in this program. But what it's showing me is that this is a process. I had signed up to do some spiritual exercises, and I had to be interviewed to see if I would be fit, quote-unquote, to actually do these exercises. And what it required was me being able to sit for an hour a day and then doing certain things, reading, praying, meditating. And I uh, passed the test, and then I was able to do it. And I was a little nervous about it because I had never done anything like this, and I didn't know how to sit still. I, my, basically, my basic mode of operation is to move before I think or feel and then just deal with the consequences later. So I came up with this idea, or now I think maybe God gave it to me, that I was going to uh, focus on what I wanted to do in that exercise, and it was to, I wanted God to remove the darkness in my heart. And so I got this jar of black marble. It was a clear jar. And every day that I sat down and did the exercises, I would take one of those black marbles out of the jar and I would put it in this bag that my sister had made for me many years before called Gina's Stuff. And I did that for about almost three months. And I realized one morning when I would sit there and look at that jar that I wasn't focusing on the black marbles anymore, which meant the darkness in my heart. But I was actually focusing on the space in between the marbles. And that's when I had this spiritual revelation that, ah, that's where the miracle happens. When I get my focus off of the stuff that I think I can control, then I am in that space of grace. And I found out later, I didn't know that there was actually a name for this space, but it's called liminal space. And it comes from the Latin word limens, which means threshold. And it's when you have left the tried and true but have not yet been able to replace it with anything else. It's when you are between your old comfort zone and any possible new answer. That is what is now happening for me in this program with these steps. When I made that decision and then took the action by working these steps, not just being in the program, but actually working the steps, I am now living in that liminal space. I am living in that space of grace that shows me there is a miracle for me. With that, I pass. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Gina R. Ginger C., it's your turn. Hi, good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service and everyone. Today, I'm Ginger C., recovered in Colorado. And um, just love, love this part of the book. These ABCs, you know, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And I like to say no human power or thing. And, um, you know, I had so much spiritual angst just being in Ginger's skin. And I looked so hard and for so long outside of myself, you know, always leaning out to try to fix that place. And the book talks about it as a spiritual malady. You know, I talk about it too as a God hole. And the lengths, again, that I would go to, especially with the food and plenty of other addictions, people thinking that people would make me happy, make me right, make me feel that I was okay, that I was enough. And it tells me after at sea that God only could and would, and if he were sought. 
You know, I constantly have to do this seeking each and every day. My problem is I lack power, and I get this power through my, I call God. And it's up for me to wash, rinse, repeat one day at a time to keep that alive and strong. And I love our directions in the morning. You know, we start with page 86 on awakening, and then page 88 tells me, um, there's a lot of background noise, by the way, but uh, tells me on 88, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, many times, because I am so about ginger, I, self, and me, the ism, thy will be done. I have to say that many times each day to come back. You know, am I leaning in? Am I trusting God? Am I staying close and connected? And am I performing his work well? I get to be of service today when I'm in this fit spiritual condition. So I just love it that today I feel finally addiction-free and I'm blown away by this because I really thought that I needed this effect as, again, some outside place. And today this only effect is coming from God. And what a miracle. So if you're new, again, put the food down. Surrender. I hope you're out of ideas. I hope today is enough pain for you. I hope you don't take it down to the bottom of the elevator like I did and below the shaft and kept digging. It was insane. Just get off. Get off now. Put the food down and get with someone and work this, these steps quickly, you know, and, uh, and watch these miracles happen in your life too. And with that, I pass. Ooh, right under the wire. <laughs> Thank you, Ginger C. Okay, Leah TV, please go ahead. Hello? Yes, press star one on me. Hi. Go ahead. There you are. Go ahead. Liat recovered from California. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I love this meeting. Um, I and I love the reading. I, the, you know, what an order. I was looking at the definition of order, you know, organization. And um, I, I'm someone who, I, you know, I can't... The, my idea of how things, I don't know process. My idea of how to achieve things is somehow twisted in my brain. You know, if I, I, you know, I have these delusional thinking that um, tomorrow, by tomorrow morning, I'm going to lose like 70 pounds, you know, after eating a cake. Or just by making a, a decision that was a conclusion of the mind that I'm going to be to get a bachelor's degree in some area, I already have the degree. I don't. I don't even think in my head process. You know. You know. You first go to school. There is a first day, and then you study, and then you have to pass tests. For me, you know, I want to skip all that and just get the degree. You know. And, you know, and I also have those, you know, I think, okay, to be a good student, I need to buy the new pencil holder and the new binder, and this is going to make me the good student. I don't, you know, I have a really twisted mindset about what an order, (laughs) what is an order? I don't know how order, I think things just could happen, they just happen. You know, this weekend I was, uh, um, I was in a workshop of educators and they're all 40 30 years playing musical instruments and I you know I bought a guitar 25 years ago I barely practice and I know maybe three chords <laughs> but I 
you know, it's 25 years. I should know how to play by now, right? I should be a master. But I don't want to put the time. That's my problem. I'm lazy. And I don't understand that. I don't understand that things take time. There's a process, you know. And it says, A, that we were through that compulsive leader and that our life has become unmanageable. For me to live, I, I don't know how to manage my life. I don't know how to manage it. I have really twisted ideas of how to do things. How do you lose weight? You know, and I have books and I have, I go and pay money to organization to teach me and I still don't get it. Fine. You know, because I run. Okay. Anyways, I'm grateful that on C it says, you know, that God could and would if he was sought because only God can help me keep in order and continue on for that long. I love you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Who else would like to share on what was read? And if you're This is Teresa D. Okay, I heard Teresa D. I heard Kathy Rocky. Joe. Kathy Joe. Terry H. Kathy Joe. Terry H. Was it Rocky I that I heard? I heard somebody with an R. Yes. yes okay. Rocky. Okay, so it was Rocky I. Okay, anybody else? Roger G. KB. Was it Sherry KB? Yes. And was there someone else? All right. Roz, Roz G. Roz G. Stick myself in there, too. Okay, so we have Rocky I, Teresa D, Kathy Joe, Terry H, Sherry KB, Roz G, Amy G. All right, Rocky I, you're up. All right, good morning. Thank you very much. Can I be heard? Oh, yes, I can hear you fine. Oh, Thank you. Okay. Um, so, Rocky recovered in Tempe, Arizona, and um, uh, my my eye is in the first line. Many of us scream, what an order, and I even have a ha-ha-ha a, uh, <laughs> note, um, uh, because, yes, uh, I did not like the order, I did not like um, the work, and... Today I do. I live in the solution, and um, and and so I would say to the newcomer, do not be discouraged. Just like it says in the book, um, just sit through it. Give yourself a chance. You know, you've heard me say that. Give yourself a chance. Just go through it, and again, um, you don't recover. You can always take it back, but. Uh, you will recover, and uh, and then you will be catapulted to the next level of existence. It's not easy. Um, I'm not saying that I don't have any challenges today, but today I can sit through them. I don't have to eat or other compulsive uh, behaviors. And so it's awesome. It's lots of 10-step. I love my 10-step, 10-step all the time. Uh, here, they're, they're like cutting the hat. It's just work your program, learn it, above it, you know, um, because it will bring you so much peace and serenity and a complete uh, open-mindedness to a whole new life. And, and then you're going to say, oh, my gosh, I should have learned this in elementary school. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, just, just that, just... Um, uh, do not be discouraged. And so with that, I will pass. Thank you. 
Thank you, Rocky I. Teresa, your turn. Hey, this is uh, Teresa B, and I am a compulsive eater. And um, basically, uh, uh, I love this program because it's um, vision smashes my delusional world that I live in. Um, you know, my disease tells me, you know, I've been in OA, uh, various forms of OA since 2011. And my disease tells me you don't have to do the work that everybody else is doing. Well, you know what that got me is no recovery, no abstinence. And, uh, you know, uh, this is the easier, softer way, um, you know, doing these steps, doing the work that is required of me on a daily basis. And, um, you know, I just want to say to the newcomer, um, you don't have to go through the hell that I went to think and thinking, me thinking I can do this on my own. I don't have to put in the work. And, um, you know, for this compulsive overeater, and uh, I have to put the work in. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Teresa D. Kathy Joe, it is your turn. Please go ahead. Kathy Joe, star one, please. This is Kathy Joe, recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis. Um, a little over a year ago, I got on the phone and I called someone and I said, I have it figured out. And I had a new idea with my food plan. And she said, Kathy Joe, once you think you have it licked, and I felt deflated. And in June, a year ago yesterday, I came in, and yes, I let go of all my alcoholic foods, but I think bigger than that, I was ready to grow along spiritual lines. And I never really felt that kind of commitment or surrender before, even though I had been in a way for seven years in the 80s and I was back in a way for a little over four years. I felt that surrender, wanting to not focus on my food, Yes, 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 I had to let go of my alcoholic foods before I could start to work with someone and with all of you to grow along spiritual lines. But every day now, I don't wake up in the morning saying, I wish I would have done my food different yesterday. I once heard a fellow say, abstinence is not waking up in the morning and saying, and I'm not going to say it, but swear word. Now what I do is I before I retire and again in the morning reflect on how I want to grow along spiritual lines and how I felt short of where God wants me to be. And that's where my focus is now. The food is such a small part of that. And um, I feel super grateful. And along the way, I also hit a mark of losing over 100 pounds last week. So God's moving, God's working, and I'm going to end with probably my favorite line in the big book, that God could and would if he were sought 
So let's keep seeking him, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Kathy Joe. Terry H., your turn. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Very grateful for this day. Um, the point is I am willing to grow along spiritual lines. This is so true for me today in my life because I know today this is the key to growing in recovery. Um, I was willing to live because I was hopeless, desperate, and dying. This was the beginning of my cornerstone, my, the beginning of um, my journey to recovery. I was willing to put down the food and food behaviors and practice entire abstinence because I was dying in my disease and in the food. I was willing to reach out for help because I didn't know how to do it. I couldn't do it, and I needed help and guidance. I was willing to believe in a power greater than myself because I alone couldn't do it. I was powerless. No matter what I did, I, I was not able to do it. I was willing to practice rigorous honesty. In my disease, I was a liar, I stole, I cheated, and, you know, that was not serving me. It helped me survive in a lot of a lot of times, but it was not serving me in my life, and it was killing me. I was willing to do the work. I was willing to take the action. And, you know, alone, I am powerless over my disease. I was hopeless, defeated, and desperate. Um, I wanted to live. I was willing to do whatever I needed to do. I did not know what to do, so I reached out for help. Yes, I was very uncomfortable in the entire abstinence. I, you know, I hear this all the time on the line that entire abstinence only is a very uncomfortable place. And I was there in the beginning when I was working through the early parts of the steps. Um, But I knew that there was hope. And I was willing to keep working, keep taking action, keep listening to people, um, keep working those steps, one, two, three, four in sequence. You know, and by doing that, I had uh, a spiritual experience. Um, as a result. And, you know, each day today, I continue to work those steps. You know, I experience peace and freedom. Each day, I take the actions and do the work. It's the willingness. Every morning, I seek. I seek my, a connection with my higher power. Yesterday, I went on a walk along a trail. We've been having a lot of rain, and I love to go on a walk before I go into work in the afternoons. And it was a beautiful day. And what I didn't know is that the mosquitoes ate me up. And today, you know, uh, last night and today, I have like 20 mosquito bites that are inflamed. And, you know, it's very uncomfortable. And it takes me right back to that place when I was abstinent, um, working the steps in the early parts, in the very uncomfortable, all I want to do is, itch and scratch my skin off and um, you know at the beginning it, it you know I just had to do whatever I needed to do to stay abstinent to continue to work those steps because I know this will pass I know this itchiness will pass and every day I do the work to expand my spiritual connection I so desire to seek God's heart heart and will for my life each day and thanks I pass with that Thank you, Terry. Sherry, Sherry KB, it's your turn. 
Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Thank you for your service, Amy, and everyone on the line. And welcome anyone who's new to the to the line. Um, okay, so here we are. What an order. I can't go through with it. It's telling us not to be discouraged because no one's been able to maintain anything like per- perfect adherence to these principles. What are the principles? Um, there is a principle for every step that we have. So I'm just going to tell them really quickly. Um, step one is honesty. Step two is hope. Step three is faith. Step four is courage. Step five is integrity. Step six is willingness. Step seven is humility. Step eight is discipline or self-discipline. Step nine is brotherly love or love for others and justice. Step 10 is perseverance. Step 11 is spiritual awareness, and step 12 is service. So what it's telling me is that I don't have to be perfect trying to adhere to these principles. I'm willing to grow along spiritual lines with this. And so I I claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. So to me, my spiritual progress is building that, enlarging my spiritual life, um, beginning with working these steps, that so I can get unblocked and connect with a power greater than myself. And then from here on out, working with that power every day, enlarging my relationship with a power greater than myself. And uh, and then the ABCs um, that, you know, the, the first line is we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives, that we were compulsive overeaters, and I could not manage my own life. I could not manage my own disease. Never have, never could, never will be able to do it without a power greater than myself. I I finally kind of said uncle to that, um, that I I finally got, I cannot do this alone. And I've tried to do it alone, and my disease wants me to do it alone. And my self-will, which is part of the voice of my disease, wants me to do it alone. And then probably no human power could relieve our alcoholism. And that no one else can help me. Uh, No one else can relieve my disease but a power greater than myself. And um, what I love is that that God could and would if he were sought. And, you know, throughout the book it talks about how God is, um, is you know, there if we seek him. And so all throughout the book, to me, this is divinely inspired. And a lot of them, this is opening us up to building a relationship with a power greater than ourselves so we, we can stay abstinent 100% and work, work the program the best we know how, progress, not perfection. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Roz G, your turn. Star one. Hi, you? Yeah, thank you. Hi. I had to unmute. I'm driving. Uh, I have my big book on my phone, so I'm kind of cheating. <laughs> but um, I, every, I every. Am I here? Can you hear me? Uh, yes. I was just saying, be safe. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, I, every share that I've heard this morning, you know, I don't, I can't add much. I, I mean, everything I can really relate to from the beginning to everybody share. So I guess I'll just share what, you know, this, this part means to me. Um, I, I see that I, it was just pointed out. Ross, we lost you. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Oh, there you are. There you are. Okay. Go ahead. Um, 
I'm sorry about that. Um, I, what I was saying was that my spiritual life is an, means that I'm living an, uh, an other-centered life now. I'm not living a self-centered life anymore. Um, yes, my self pops up, but I check it. I keep it in check with the 10th step and with my sponsor and, you know, other people that I make 10th step calls to. But I'm flowing into, I'm easing into, I'm stepping into an other-centered life. And that's, to me, that's spiritual progress. You know, my mother is not well, and so I spent the whole day yesterday tending to her, giving her a bath, uh, cooking for her, just keeping her company. When before I would have, you know, been so concerned about going to the gym, because um, it's summertime, I'm not working, and I, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Um, and uh, getting today, I was at the store and I saw something that she liked, so I got it for her. Just thinking of somebody else, that's spiritual progress for me. My meditation, um, I started off meditating, at, you know, for one minute in silence, and um, now I'm up to five minutes, um, and I'm getting deeper into my, you know, into the subconscious of, and getting to know God on a deeper level. So I, I think that that's progress, and um, I don't have much else to say, just that I'm progressing in an other-centered life and in my meditation practice. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Roz G. My name's Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Many of us explained what an order I can't go through with it. What I love about this is, is, you know, we're talking in first order here. This is not a theory. This is not people. This is writing from personal experience. And, and I can say for me, I, I said the same thing. But what this paragraph reminds me is that I'm not alone here. These people have experienced it, yet they, they're on the other side and they are presenting a solution. They are saying that there is a way, and it seems overwhelming, and yet the rest of the paragraph talks about willingness and being guided, and if we do that, there will be progress. Willing to grow along spiritual lines, if I'm willing to grow along spiritual lines, if I'm willing to work the steps, I will have a guide. I will have the 12, I will have a higher power, I will have a sponsor, I will have the fellowship, and if that's the case, then I'm going to progress spiritually. I mean, I don't know about you all, but my admission of powerlessness, my step one was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. It was me saying that I could not fix myself and I needed something greater than myself. So if we're willing, we will be guided and we will progress. And don't worry, we've all been there, I've been there, we've been there, and yet it's okay because we can get to the other side. There are those in whom the problem has been solved, thousands that are saying they have felt the same, and yet they have recovered. And, oh, just in case you forget, let's nail down steps one and two here with the A, Bs, and Cs. Do I admit who I say I am, that I am a compulsive overeater, and that my life is manageable? Two, do I realize that of myself I cannot fix myself and that I need a power greater than myself? The A, B, Cs, because if we scoot on to the next paragraph, which I'm excited to get to tomorrow, it says being convinced. We're moving on, folks. We're not going back. I am who I say I am, and I'm never going to change that. That's who I am. And based on that premise, that foundation of powerlessness, we're moving on to the steps and work here. We're going to make a decision. We're going to be convinced, and then we're going to start working four through nine. And that's what we're progressing to. We're moving forward. But unless I solidify my steps one and two, 
then this program is not going to work for me. And I've tried it every other way, just like everyone else is talking about. It's not what they saw. We nailed down one and two. We understand that it's progress, not perfection, but that we have a fellowship, we have 12 steps, we have a power greater than ourselves, and we can recover, but we have to keep moving through. That saying is you can only coast downhill. This is about spiritual progress, but it's about progress. We have to keep working it. So with that, I will pass. Who else would like to share on what was read? We've got about 10 minutes. Uh, or AB Los Angeles. Jody EQ. Jody. Gotcha. Uh, Ori B. Los Angeles. Ori B. Anybody else? Got probably one or two more we could take. All right. Well, we'll go with Jody Q. and Ori B. And maybe someone will chime in later. So, Jody, please go ahead. Thank you, Amy. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in Southern California today. So, wow, what a beautiful meeting. Thank you, everybody, for your amazing shares. I, I'm just awed and inspired by all of you. And I'll just chime in, you know, with my two cents. And that's all I can really do, my experience, strength, and hope. I, too, was hopeless and powerless over food. I could not abstain. I could abstain for a while. I could stop, but I couldn't stay stopped. You know, that's really the trick. We can all stop for a time. But can we stay stopped happily over time? I couldn't. I could not do that on my own. But once I admitted that I was powerless over food and that my life was unmanageable because it was, it absolutely was. I was nearly suicidal and started uh, trying to find this higher power, which I already believed in, but which I didn't rely on. I did not rely on it. I was trying to rely on myself. I was trying to manage my own life to suit me and me alone. I didn't care if, uh, you know, it suited my husband. I cared about whether or not it suited me. Once I realized, though, that that wasn't going to work and I started to look at my part in things, how have I been selfish, self-seeking, self-centered, dishonest, afraid? That's when the recovery began to be joyous and contented and I just it's it's just a wonderful journey of discovery it's a discovery of myself who is Jody what is Jody how does Jody how is Jody dishonest I never thought I never dared look at that I was terrified to look at that because I thought if I did if I admitted that I was selfish or dishonest, that that meant that I was saying I was a terrible person and I couldn't bear that. You know what? It's not doesn't mean that at all. It means that I'm somebody who is 
aware enough that is wise enough that she knows that she has to work on herself. That's her only hope. That's where freedom lies. Not in looking at anybody else, not in blaming anybody else, but in looking at myself. That's where the freedom lies. Thank you, God, for that awareness. So when we say we are selfish, we are self-centered, we're not we're not condemning ourselves. We're just, we're just saying we're human. This is normal. We all are. And that's where our freedom lies. So I'm just so grateful that I know that today and that I, and I can happily look for my selfishness and my dishonesty today. And thank you all for doing that with me and for being such wonderful examples for me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jody. Ori? It is your turn. Please go ahead. Yeah, this is Ori B. from Los Angeles. Can you hear, hear me? Yes, just fine. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, excuse me. Sharing over the phone. I'm still really nervous sharing over the phone. Um, last year, um, I was in yet another relapse. And this last relapse was... It bottomed me out pretty hard. I had reached a point that I I had never experienced before. I didn't think I was ever going to be able to get back to OA. Like, in my past relapses, I always had hope of getting back. But this last one last year, I didn't see it. I did not see how I was going to be able to show up again. At the same time, I was in a bad situation. I was at the lowest point I could be at, and hitting that level of hopelessness again, I, I can't even articulate in the words what that felt like. And I had a moment where all I could do was pray. I was sitting on my bed, the only thing that I could really sit on and fit in, surrounded by food every day and all I could do was just ask God to help me show up I didn't ask for anything else all I did was ask for the just something so I could show up again and I got the gift again I got the gift of willingness to show up again at the meetings in spite of how big I had been how big and how long I had been out of the rooms it was only that power um they gave me that ability because I didn't have it any anymore. I didn't have not one shred of motivation to get me out and get me to a meeting. But somehow I got the willingness, I got the ability, and I kept and I and I started to show up again. And I got the willingness and the ability to abstain again. So when it talks about that, probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. That is a fact for me. When it talks about that God could and would if he were sought, that was a fact for me. When it talks about that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives, that is a fact for me. I have experienced this thing, and it's so true for me. I don't know about anybody else. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know for me, last year when I was in that moment where I needed the help of a power greater than me or anything outside of me, it came, 
and I'm so grateful, and that's why I work hard today, and it doesn't even feel like work. It's just what I do. It's just my life, and I cling to this thing. I cling to this thing because it gives me relief, and that's what I want more than anything today is just relief. I want serenity. It's more than just about the food. It's more than just about the weight. I'm gaining peace and awareness of myself. I'm gaining usefulness in my life again, and I'm so grateful for that. And I hope that for I hope that for everybody else as well. If you're new, if you're struggling, keep coming back, keep praying, keep reaching out, because the power is there for you. Thank you for letting me share. Have a great day. Thank you, Ori. Well, if you hadn't shared, we would have missed you. Thank you so much. All right, we have time for one more quick share. Who would like to wrap us up? Please chime in. Stephanie N. Stephanie, let's go ahead with you. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Um, the part that was jumping out to me was do not be discouraged. Um, I'm just so grateful that I have a loving, merciful higher power, and and it's easy to get discouraged. You know, when my character defects start cropping up, um, it's it's. Uh, I my sponsor told me one time. She said. Well, isn't that selfish that you just want every, you know, to have had a perfect past and everything to be perfect? And I, it made me kind of stop and think. Uh, she didn't say it in a sarcastic or mean way, but she said it in a way that woke me up. That, you know, it is selfish that I want everything to be so perfect for me, and that, you know, I, I just, I, um, you know, and that, and that's a character defect in itself, that perfectionism. But um, to not get discouraged. Don't allow myself, not allowing myself to get into the self-pity and morbid reflection and, and to stay in that place of discouragement. Um, because, you know, that's not from my higher power. My higher power is love and mercy. And when I seek him, um, not only to help me to let go of the food, but to help me to let go of that perfectionism with regard to my character defects, then my higher power goes to work and beautiful, miraculous things happen. And I'm just so grateful for that. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Perfect timing. Thank you, Stephanie, so much. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. We are now going to close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Would Gina R., could you please read that for us? Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. <laughs>